now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Welcome back. This is Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation and the doctor's guide, Health Optimization 2022. And if you've been following me since the beginning of the year, I'm hoping that you have discovered new things that you can actually be doing for yourself because that's what this is all about. Giving you new tools, new resources, new insights so that you can begin to transform your life and reduce that burden that you might be feeling right now, whether it's lack of energy or whether it's just a chronic illness or God forbid, you've got cancer. So all these things, there's a magical and genius way to be addressing all of that with the right information. And the cool thing is this, is, you know, I've been a surgeon, a plastic and reconstruction, uh, let me get that right. A plastic and reconstructive surgeon for the last 22, 23 years. And you might be asking yourself, you know, why is this guy talking about health and wellness and health optimization? Well, it's really quite simple. When I discovered the amazing personal transformation that I was able to help people undergo simply by creating a change in the physical body that effectively matched the vision of themselves as they want to see themselves in their own mirror, there is a beautiful, healthy transformation in so many people. It doesn't happen all the time. I think when people are so obsessed, that's a different story, and then we need to bring in other things. But it made me realize at that time that there was so much more that we could tap into for that personal transformation And that's when I started developing all these wellness ideas and modalities that I began to implement many, many years ago. But what I soon recognized is that as I was mastering the art and medicine and the surgery for that that matter of plastic and reconstructive surgery, it was way too much to delve into all those other things that were just beginning to come to the forefront. And it's really been, has taken 20 years, in my opinion, for us to be at that level where we've got consistent and reliable information from some absolute geniuses out there that have dedicated entire life onto certain areas. And now it's simply my job to start collecting all that information for you, <laughs> curate it, and essentially give it to you in a format that's very usable and very friendly and understandable. Because here's the thing that I've recognized, and, and I've been on that mission for, uh, you know, changing the, the landscape of wellness in this country in the last 20 years and working all sorts of different concepts and, and ideas that are way ahead of their, their time even today and so for short 20 years ago. But I recognize that the, the critical problem, the primer for any change is what I call leverage. And where does that leverage come from? It's information, information that you need to have so that you know it's now time to make a change. And that is what this 
Health Optimization Journey 2022 is all about. That's my role as the doctor's guide. And that's why I brought up this or created this new word called HEOPS. And that's Health Optimization Strategies. Because simply put, my colleagues, they have pigeonholed themselves in such small holes that they're losing sight of the entire picture. And, and even including people who are doing integrative medicine as well as functional medicine, they're still missing out. They're better than most. But I'm really finding that other people like the naturopaths are doing a wonderful job. And quite frankly, sometimes they're kind of on the fringe and frowned upon by academia. But that is also where some of the answers are, are, are to be found. And that is also the work that I get to do as well. And in and discovering <clears throat> through the works of other people and all their testing and all their experimentation done in a in a way that I would say has a lot of integrity, but really outside of the realm of the traditional medicine, because I think that's where we're going to find a lot of answers. But we must do it responsibly, and the most important person that is going to be responsible for this, that is you. Getting the information that you need so that you can make the right decision for yourself. So let's get started with week 11. Really excited about this week. And if you listened to last week, then you'll remember that we talked about the uh, vitamins. We started talking about vitamins and then also really specifically about the fat-soluble vitamins. And so today, it's going to be about the water-soluble vitamins. And just for the record, just before I started today, you know, I took up, I, I consumed my supply of supplements. And um, there was a whole array of them, but very strategic, you know, very determined to address the things that I need to address. And I, I really have to emphasize this is that too many people are willy-nilly consuming vitamins without a clue as to whether it's actually working or not. So today it's about B vitamins as well as vitamin C, but we're going to start off with, v, with the B vitamins. And if we reach, if we have enough time, we're going to be talking about the uh, C vitamin. And before I really continue, I really have to do a shout out to this new expert app. It's called OWL, O-W-W-L-L. It's an incredible app that it allows you to get expert advice from people that are truly the experts. So rather than listening to Clubhouse or all these other things where you typically don't have the opportunity to actually you know, get a question answered because there's so many people on these apps, this is a way to directly find a person that you want to talk to. And these are sometimes very high profile people, including myself, right? That you can connect with and get some specific answers. So if you're listening to me as an example and you want a chance to connect with me directly, then go to the App Store and uh, download the app called Owl, O-W-W-L-L. You'll see a little figure of, of an owl with a golden outline. But when you sign up, put in this referral code, and there's a reason for that. But put in this referral code because you'll get a quick connection with me as well. And that's BR, and it's 830375. That's BR, 
830-283-0375. And then you can actually start connecting with any type of expert where you need that expert advice, but don't certainly have an easy access to them. And again, like I said, as this program, as this app develops, within the year or so, you're going to have the most amazing people out there that otherwise you'll never be able to connect with. And I'm talking about people uh, like uh, even Elon Musk, potentially. So anyhow, let's dive into the B vitamins. So the B complex vitamins, in general, they're promoting healthy skin, hair, eyes, liver, you know, and they keep the brain and the nervous system working as they should. And so when we talk about the water-soluble vitamins, as we have been discussing, they're all they're an essential part in maintaining the biochemical processes in the human body. So again, just a quick recap. Vitamins are organic compounds, which means that they have what's called a carbon atom as part of their structure. And I'm going to bring up these things for you because it, I think it gives you a little more relevance or references so that it'll be more easily remembered. So not overloading you with information, but overloading you with specific references that's, that or anchors that are going to help you remember what this is all about. And if you forget, just listen to me again, right? So these carbon atoms are usually attached to a hydrogen an oxygen or a nitrogen atom or all of them. And oftentimes, they're all, they also have a metal like sulfur, cobalt, or yeah, a mineral, I should say a mineral like sulfur or cobalt atom attached to it as well. Now, each of the vitamins have a unique molecular structure and properties and therefore biological functions. So if you try to remember all of it, it can get a little confusing. But it is important to know the relevance, particularly if it's something that relates to you. As we said, they are water-soluble, which means they dissolve in water. And these B vitamins are mainly involved with various metabolic processes that have to do with energy release and storage, with some um, nuances, of course. You know, which is why many people actually believe that high doses of vitamin E boosts the energy. Although it hasn't been conclusively verified scientifically uh, as far as I've been able to determine. So I'm sure, you know, there might be clinical studies out there or specific documentation that will indicate that they do help with energy. But you know what? As I keep on saying, the listener has to determine for themselves if it's giving you the results that you want. And that's with everything that I'm talking about. So vitamins are termed coenzymes when they're part of the enzyme that converts one molecule to another. And this is basically a biochemical process. I mean, we have trillions of biochemical processes and conversions every single second. So minerals, on the other hand, are actually considered just cofactors when they are required for for an enzymatic conversion of one molecule to another. So many times you've got both. So these are oftentimes part of cycles like the Krebs cycle, 
which is responsible for creating the energy molecule ATP. I'm sure you're familiar with that term, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, um, as well as many other essential molecules for healthy biological function. Um, Other examples of the critical roles that water-soluble vitamins have is the formation of red blood cells, deficiencies that will cause you anemia. And, And you probably are very familiar with a folate or B12-induced deficiency. Now, <clears throat> a side note that you want to know is that an excess of folate intake, and we'll get more specific later that, uh, later on when we talk about that vitamin, um, and other different types of folate. But an excess of this may mask a B12 deficiency. And even with the adequate intake, intake of B12, which can leads to which can lead to a serious neurological issues if left unchecked. So once again, a reminder: we've got to be smart in how we're measuring and monitoring these levels. So, for example, one reason for low B12 absorption. <clears throat> most people are quite familiar with B12, and they know that they got to take B12. Besides, as taking in the wrong type as we will discuss later. So you're going to have to listen to me this entire show to find out more about B12. And if this is a rerun, just fast forward if you want. But a low acid output in the stomach or other intestinal dysfunctions and microbiome imbalances can cause a reduced absorption of B12, even if you're taking enough of it. So this is why we have specific recommendations in how you should consume B12. Uh, especially with people with a gastric bypass. Now, with this type of anemia, the red blood cells swell up, and therefore they can't travel in the blood vessels as easily, and they actually get stuck in the capillaries, and therefore you're going to have problems with oxygenating your tissues. But if that wasn't bad enough, it also results in a poor delivery of nutrients, and if that wasn't bad enough, Worse yet, perhaps, is the removal of waste. So you create a lot of problems if you're just deficient in one vitamin. So again, I bring this up in the context of all the other conditions you might be experiencing. And therefore, when we look at any nutritional deficiency, we must also recognize the terrain around us, inside of us, as well as outside of us, and our genetic profile, because all of that matters. And this is the the challenge that I find today in the world of healthcare, is that our docs are not looking at all these factors. And everything seems to be so segregated that the left hand doesn't really know what the right hand is doing. And so that's my job. My job is to inspire my colleagues to become educators and curators of all these different things. They're not going to do it all themselves because they just don't have the bandwidth but they can't find the right experts that you can then connect with and just oversee the whole process. So if you're listening to me, I would say to you, go out to your doc and say, hey, you know, I want you to be my educator and curator of all the things that are available to us that include medicine, but what's also outside of medicine. And if you want to know more information, go check out Dr. Rademacher's website and um, 
you know, start his master class, which is a brilliant class that's getting doctors back in the driver's seat. So if you want to tell your doc, get you want to get back in the driver's seat of your practice, go check out Dr. Rademick. And I'm happy to talk to them personally as well. And so that shift in how healthcare is being delivered to you is going to be up to two people. The consumer, the client, which is you, asking the doctor to start looking outside of his traditional uh, education and see what else is available to you that actually really works. And as I like to share with so many people, my vision of the future doctor is that he's not going to be prescribing drugs or performing surgeries. Yeah, of course, there will be certain situations, but there's so many ways to optimize our health with natural medicine that you deserve to have. And besides, it's a lot more fun and a lot more cost-effective and a lot of reduction in chronic disease. Now, let's talk, let's get on with the B vitamins. So that was a little plug for me, okay? So folate, for example, is a critical in the process of what's called methylation. And I'm only really sharing the words with you that you might hear on a regular basis more frequently moving forwards. But methylation is important in influencing gene expression. You've heard of the term uh, epigenetics, and that's the study of how genes are expressed. And a dysfunction of that, and therefore uh, the result of a, a, a deficiency of that, is, of course, then leading to chronic disease and cancer. So for us to optimize our bodies, let alone reduce the burden of illness, everything must be viewed in context of everything else going on. So, so which are the vitamins we are always talking about? Well, it's quite easy. There's um, the B and C, which are water-soluble, right? So just remember that. B and C are water-soluble. And the rest are fat-soluble. That's an easy way to remember. And the rest are what? A, D, E, and K. So there are a total of, what, nine water-soluble vitamins, um, and whether you include choline or not. <clears throat> and choline is, is only an essential uh, vitamin when the body can't produce enough of it. So it actually has, uh, our body has the ability to form choline. Typically vitamins, we don't. Um, and so, but we have a limited ability to perform choline. But a little more on that later on. Um, the difference is that vitamins are not normally synthesized in the body and therefore are essential micronutrients in our food that hundreds and thousands of, of the biological, biochemical processes need to work effectively. So, for the sake of this presentation, uh, we are including choline because it's, its role in energy metabolism and fat metabolism. So an important part of each of the vitamins is that they actually also need to be activated. So this is a key component that sometimes we neglect or not, are not aware of when we're taking supplements because many of the supplements are not in the activated form. They're in the free form. So they need to be activated before they can become functional in any biochemical process. In other words, the consumption of the inactive state of a vitamin that is then not activated still results in a deficiency. And while some products claim that they have the vital, vital vitamin, when it does not get converted to the active form, it's not going to do anything for you. And in the case of folic acid, right, 
this might actually compete with the activated form and still create a relative deficiency. We'll talk more about that later. But I will remind you now, for this reason, folate must always be supplemented in the methylated form, not any other one. Um, activation can happen through the addition of uh, other atoms or molecules like phosphate. Uh, sometimes a structural shift is needed to activate these or just connecting with different molecules. And sometimes that happens in the gut. Sometimes it happens in the cell. So for this reason, I, would, I like to say and remind us all that perhaps the most effective and natural way to acquire our, our essential vitamins is through proper nutrition, not supplementation, through proper nutrition, nutrition due to the synergy with all the other molecules that are naturally occurring. They're not naturally available in, in, in food that's not available in the pure supplement form. You know, whilst many may suggest that we should focus more on just natural medicine for our foods, you know, this is not always practical for lots of reasons. So it's important to consider both. And how do we know if we're successful? Well, you got it. We look at our biomarkers. And, I think, and I'm going to keep on repeating that throughout every episode. But there's another problem, right? The nutritional quality of our foods is lacking, especially processed. And they're severely deficient and they're getting only getting worse, especially with inflation and costs. You know, people are cutting corners and, and giving you less. And it is actually expected that within the next 50 years, our soils will be too deficient in nutrients to sustain life through our food. So another, and this is important about the water-soluble vitamins, is that they are quickly excreted through the kidneys and therefore not stored in the body. So unless we actively replenish these vitamins, we will also become deficient. Therefore, a healthy variety in our food intake is essential and it does include a seasonal approach to our food consumption as well. So there's a reason that different foods grow at different times because our bodies need these shifts. And, and that's for another uh, conversation. But what's important is, is that the different types of stresses created by the different types of foods, it's a condition called hermesis that potentially stimulates the body to remain fluid and dynamic versus constant. You know, our bodies are, 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 we need to train our bodies to remain fluid and flexible and more dynamic in all situations. But that's a story for another day. So all this means is eat the foods that naturally occur by the season throughout the year. Another critically ignored influence on the nutritional value of a food, besides processing, you know, is heating and freezing of food. Both of these will denature many of the vitamins that you're consuming. So that's a problem. So whilst in an ideal world, getting all our vitamins through food is best, supplementation is definitely warranted. But as I keep on saying, let's do this in an intelligent way. Know your levels and know your needs. 
But a good thing about most water-soluble vitamins, excessive amounts have not really been associated with any toxicity, except uh, 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 an exception is perhaps vitamin C and another vitamin B, which we'll go through. So the final step for the enzyme to be fully functional is when the activated coenzyme links to the protein. Now it's called an apoenzyme, not apple enzyme, but APO enzyme. And now the enzyme is fully functional. And quite frankly, I mean, when you talk to your doc, you can give him this kind of information and he'll be blown away and then required to be even more intelligent when he talks to you. So the way these enzymes work specifically is actually to transfer certain groups or parts of a molecule to another. In this way, specific proteins, fats, and carbohydrates are formed that are then necessary for storing or releasing energy, as well as many other functional needs. Now, with the Krebs cycle that we mentioned earlier, uh, the TCA cycle, or citric acid cycle, or the tricarboxylic acid cycle, um, and I'm not sure why scientists haven't really just agreed on one name. Um, but this cycle is the way by which fats, proteins, and carbohydrates are shuttled to make energy in the form of ATP, adenosine triphosphate. It's the thing you're going to want to remember. Using the coenzyme called coenzyme A, which is controlling the conversion of these molecules. So this is an example of how these enzymes actually work. But let's do a different one. So thiamine, which is vitamin B1, and pantothenic acid, uh, which is vitamin D6, control con these conversions as well. And a lack of which then comp compromises this conversion. Niacin and riboflavin are also responsible for the transfer of hydrogen atoms on the cycle. So... While this, again, might seem to get really technical, just a small reference, I think, is helpful because it helps you understand the reason why these vitamins are actually important in our health. And this is what I find is a big challenge, you know, when we're not educating and we just kind of blurb, okay, vitamin B6 is important, you know, where, how, it helps us remember these things more solidly. And when you understand it better, you're more likely to implement it more effectively in your life. And that's what this is all about. So <clears throat> um, one of the things with the water-soluble ones is that we do not effectively store water-soluble vitamins, and therefore that constant intake of them is important. But let's go back and talk a little bit about absorption. So I already mentioned that too briefly, but with a dysfunctional gut and an imbalance of a microbiome, absorption of nutrients will be compromised. And this is why we must be smart in managing our gut, including you know, avoiding a low acid in the stomach situation with all these anti-cancer drugs where um, the people are taking because they believe it will help their peptic ulcer or, or their GRD or GERD. But for specific medical advice, you still must go and verify any plan that you have with your doctor or nutritionist that is well-versed in any of the dysfunctional issues you might have. And please verify for yourself any information I give, if it's appropriate for you or not. 
there are definitely wonderful alternatives to using, you know, uh, acid-reducing products um, that will definitely help you resolve the gut dysfunction, also the GERD, and, and many other things. So this is always a reminder I give to all my clients and colleagues. Our job is predominantly as educators and curators to help you with all the right information in order for you to be able to make the best decision for yourself in regards to optimizing your health. You have to be in the driver's seat. No practitioner will have the, all the information you need to help you in any specific matter, which is why as a consumer, the client, you must be very active yourself in determining what will be best for you. And this can be that this can seem daunting, and, and I, I get it. And this is the thing that I'm working on: is to make it less daunting, let, <clears throat> letting it, letting it be more straightforward for you, so that you get to understand it easily enough, so that you can make a straightforward decision. But more importantly, the process that you're always going to want to incorporate is you have to test everything, and you monitor everything. And then determine if the results are the ones you're looking to achieve. But be smart about it. I just saw a patient the other day and anything he reads, he starts consuming. And he had a list of about 50 supplements and some were excessive, some were becoming toxic, some were counteracting the other one. And he wasn't feeling any better and spending about $1,000 a month. So we have to avoid that. So... We'll, we'll talk a lot more about all this throughout the year. So the water-soluble vitamins are absorbed in the intestine. And certain factors can limit their absorption. And in particular, with the vitamin B12 requires the intrinsic factor, which is secreted in, in the stomach, for its absorption and um, in response to the acid environment. So that's why the low acid will cause low B12 levels in the body. Again, it's important to know that certain vitamins will not be absorbed when attached to other molecules. And niacin and biotin are examples of this. So therefore, we have to be careful in monitoring how we consume it. Toxic doses are unlikely if we maintain therapeutic doses, as uh, is always recommended on the labels. Um, but only really excess niacin and thiamine have been known to cause some problems, but not any of the other vitamins. So just keep that in mind. Niacin and thiamine. But these are high levels, which you're not likely to get. <clears throat> All right, let's dive in real quick because we only have about uh, 20 minutes left. So vitamin B1, <clears throat> also known as thiamine, it's involved with many essential energy processes and sugar formation. So it's also known as the anti-stress hormone since it supports the immune system and fights the negative effects of the stress and the effects of chronic oxidation and damage to cells and DNA. Uh, it's important in the glucose metabolism. And so thiamine serves as an important coenzyme to break down glucose into energy. And this is particularly important in nerve cells where glucose is used to make energy and therefore, lack of which causes problem in nerve transmission leading to a condition called neuropathy. That's a pathology of the nerves. Um, it's called beriberi and can be the result where the consumption of 
polished rice is prevalent. You see this in some parts of the world. Because with the polishing process, the many essential nutrients found in the bran is actually eliminated. And like many vitamin deficiencies, the deficiency was actually identified by finding what food would alleviate the problem and then identify the specific element or vitamin in the food. This was actually done, I think, the first reported case. I might be wrong. There may be some earlier ones. But a condition called scurvy, which is the result of a vitamin uh, vitamin C deficiency, and discovered by a Scottish surgeon that citrus fruit, namely limes, alleviated the problem. And that's why the English were sometimes referred to as limeys. So I wouldn't call that a derogatory term because it's a healthy one. And, you know, the truth is, is like many great discoveries of natural remedies, even today, was left ignored by the academia for years. Where else have we seen that, right? So another condition due to thiamine deficiency is called Wernicke-Korsakoff, of course, named after the doctor who figured it out. And these are things with, they present with confusion, loss of orientation, vision changes, and hallucinations. And so... Here's the thing, as with many of us, when you start hearing different types of conditions, and my wife is actually a great example of it today, as I was in medical school, you start self-diagnosing yourself. So I'm going to invite you to not do that, since these deficiencies are so rare, at least in the United States, and it's unlikely you have it. But patients with diabetes or HIV or alcoholism are at a greater risk. But we're talking about optimization, getting you optimum levels to function at the highest level. So I wouldn't worry about the deficiencies, but I am going to share them with you. So with any of these symptoms, if they do show up, let's get the biomarkers and know for a fact what's happening in the body. So the best sources of uh, thymine, uh, boiled black beans, cooked tuna, brown rice, pork chops, whole grain cereals, Liver and seeds. I don't like liver, but it's a good source. But here's what's interesting. It's an estimated that 50% of the daily intake in the U.S. is through natural foods. And the rest is through fortified foods, like fortified breakfast cereals enriched white rice. All right, moving on. B2, vitamin B2 or riboflavin, also called a flavor protein because of its color. So with the use of... Again, with the use of two different terms, I too have to think sometimes which one are we really talking about. So sometimes I lose track. Is it B2? Is it B3? Is it B5? And whatever happened to B8 when we don't have one. So rather than worrying about all the different ones, just take a B complex without the B12, cobolamine, or folate. And take methyl B12 and methylfolate as a separate supplement. And of course, get your biomarkers to know where you are because depending on your genetics and whatever else is going on in the body, just because you have a high level in the blood does not mean it's going into the cell. And that is the critical information you will want to have. Again, just because you're taking these vitamins, you can't assume that they're actually getting into the cell where it matters. So B2, again, riboflavin helps with energy metabolism, with the conversion of nutrients into energy. It's also important to help convert vitamin B6 into its active form. So now you got the vitamins being coenzymes for vitamins. And also convert 
tryptophan, which is an amino acid, into niacin. So sources, eggs, organ meats, asparagus, broccoli, spinach, almonds, wheat germ, wild rice, mushrooms, soybeans, yogurt, fortified cereals, low fat, or your B complex supplement, right? Deficiencies, again, rare. Um, just to mention a few things, you could have skin disorder, hair loss, some neurological problems, um, cracking on the side of the mouth, lips, sore throat, itchy eyes, light sensitivity. Remember, you probably don't have these. Um, it helps slow the aging process and also helps reduce developing heart problems and cancer. And as I mentioned, you know, riboflavin is what is called a flavor protein, and it gives the bright color, the bright yellow color to your urine when it is excreted, and that should not alarm you. It's just perfectly innocuous. B3, niacin. As mentioned earlier, B2 helps with the activation of niacin. Uh, it helps, so niacin helps to make your sex hormones and your stress hormones. These are your steroid hormones. It helps with circulation. But like all other B vitamins, it's involved with the energy production. Just so think of B vitamins as energy, converting glucose into ATP. Um, but it, to be even more specific with any of you nutritional geeks, and if you want to impress your doc, niacin is the coenzyme <clears throat> of NADH. That's NADH and NADPH which are involved in the breakdown and production of carbohydrates, lipids, and proteins. So I'm, I'm hoping you're getting the sense of these are important things for our energy metabolism and the metabolism or processing of what? All of our macronutrients, our carbohydrates, our lipids, and our proteins. But if you want to get real specific, it's about electron, electron transportation. So again... I share this with you to help you differentiate somewhat from the different vitamins we are talking about. Otherwise, it may all just seem like one big blob. But then again, if I'm giving you too much information, just let it sink into the other than conscious mind and just remember what you want to get for the results you desire. Niacin is also important in the fatty acid and cholesterol metabolism and therefore the steroid hormones is known as the sex and, and stress hormones, right? So <clears throat> estrogen, testosterone. Um, it is also the only vitamin that can be formed in the body and is formed from an amino acid called tryptophan, but only once the body has met its needs for tryptophan. So it's really important to know. Um, a deficiency, again, indigestion, fatigue, canker sores, vomiting, depression. Um, this is a condition called pellagra. Sometimes you're going to hear about these kinds of conditions in developing countries, um, but very rare in the U United States. But if you're an alcoholic, um, you've got an inflammatory bowel disease, liver cirrhosis, uh, diets with too little iron, um, riboflavin or vitamin B6, then you might have a relative deficiency. Some of the sources, um, yeast extract, um, fish, chicken, egg, uh, chicken, eggs, dairy products, peanuts, sunflower seeds, turkey, lamb, liver, and mushrooms. So basically all things you're supposed to be eating as well, be it organic. But you can also get it in fortified foods. 
but a reminder, be careful and mindful of processed food. You want to avoid that as much as you can. Moving on, vitamin B5, pantothenic acid. Pantothenic acid. I don't know why we guys, why, why my colleagues come up with these hard names. So it might be easier to remember just vitamin B5. Um, just make sure you get the numbers right. As mentioned earlier, uh, B5 or pantothenic acid makes up the coenzyme A, which is essential to funnel glucose, fatty acids, and amino acids into the Krebs cycle to make your energy ATP. It's also important or essential the formation of fatty acids, amino acids, steroid hormones, and the neurotransmitters, these molecules that connect nerve cells. Dietary sources, basically all foods, uh, especially beef, liver, sunflower seeds, trout, shiitake mushrooms, portobello mushrooms, avocado. Um, and if you've got a deficiency, again, rare in the United States, you might have some burning of the hands and feet. Uh, some other things, sleeping problems, GI problems, muscle pains, and cramps. B6, pyridoxine, another enzyme with coenzyme for uh, energy metabolism, specifically releasing glucose from glycogen. Glycogen is a storage form of glucose, and the vitamin B6 is important in gluconeogenesis, which means making new glucose. Um, it's an important and coenzyme and the transfer of nitrogen between amino acids. And therefore, it's an important coenzyme the breakdown and production of amino acids. And if you remember, amino acids are the um, components to proteins. A lack of vitamin B6 can increase the level levels of homocysteine. And this is one to remember, which is a biomarker for cardiac disease. And the higher the homocysteine level, the higher the risk. So we typically want homocysteine to be well below 10. Some people say 7, even though the normal ranges in many of the labs is up to 15, maybe 16, but you want to be a lot less. Um, it's important in the synthesis of hemoglobin, which is the oxygen-carrying um, molecule in the blood. Uh, as I mentioned, it's important in making neurotransmitters, um, the chemical messengers between neurons, um, including serotonin, norepinephrine, uh, which influences mood and a sense of well-being, and it's important in melatonin. So all this is important in normal brain and nervous function, as well as in place of, of melatonin, the sleep and wake cycle. And so you may be doing a lot of great things with your sleep-wake <clears throat> cycle, but missing this critical vitamin that's not optimizing your levels of melatonin. So more on that later. And, and I think the distinction is, is this, is that you might be doing everything like uh, up to 95% optimization, but it's that last 5% that makes all the difference where you get all the results. And so that's why we need to look at everything as best as we can. So, but the thing is most people or many people don't get enough vitamin C or vitamin B6 in their diet, even if it's plentiful, because it's plentiful in chicken, turkey, fish, dairy, dried beans, spinach, sunflower seeds, carrots, whole grain flour, pistachios, beef, lamb, lamb, liver, salmon, tuna, pork, did I mention those? Bananas, chickpeas, potatoes, um, and uh, fortified in breakfast cereals and soy-based meat substitutes. So, if you're eating good food, you should be getting enough, but somehow people aren't. 
in order of amounts, chickpeas seems to have the highest, fresh tuna, then salmon, potatoes, banana, and spinach. So you may not like fish, but at least you can have the other ones and get it. But fish is really important, so you have to keep on eating it. Uh, deficiency uh, is associated with anemia, which is low blood, fatigue, weakness, itchy rashes, swollen tongue, um, and a weak immune system. All right, we're getting close to the end now. Um, and I don't think I'm going to be talking about vitamin C today. It's going to be next time. Vitamin B7. Biotin, also sometimes called the vitamin H um, and part of the B complex group. Uh, microscopic organisms in your intestines also produce biotin. This is why we need to have a healthy microbiome. Those are the gut bacteria inside of us. Uh, it's important for fatty acid synthesis. That's part of your fat, fats. It's important for the formation of glucose. Um, the metabolism of fatty acids. Also important, hair growth and nails. Uh, sources, fish, meat, egg yolks, dairy products, legumes, uh, leafy greens like uh, spinach, cauliflower, mushrooms, and nuts. Um, as I mentioned, your microbiome also produces a small amount. <clears throat> Deficiency includes thinning of hair, um, loss of body hair, rashes, um, especially like in the, in the face and, um, and then it can be more serious. B9 folate. Okay. These are the ones that most people are more familiar with. I mean, it's a B complex and folate and B12. That's what people know, right? Your body needs folate to control DNA expression through its methylation pathways. And this is so <clears throat> incredibly important and most sensitive to a lack of uh, B12, uh, B9 during rapid cell division as in pregnancy and can cause neural tube defects known like, like uh, spina bifida. You probably have heard about it or know someone who's got it, more than likely due to this deficiency. Um, but also deficiencies in folates underlying the causes of cancer development because of the control of the DNA expression is inadequate. This is a big problem. And specifically, you know, when it comes to our methylation pathways and with your genetic profiles and your SNPs, if they're deficient, you're even more risk. So it's an argument to check out how you're doing with your genetic profiles. And if you want more information about that, go to one of my prior uh, episodes and you'll hear more about it. Um, it's critical for brain and nerve function and mental and emotional health. Again, um, many people are slightly deficient in vitamin B9, causing mental sluggishness, irritability, swollen tongue, gingivitis, which is uh, uh, inflammation of the gums, and shortness of breath. Um, another important area of low folate <clears throat> is the production of red blood cells and platelets because they're actively being produced and this causes a deficiency anemia specifically a macrocytic anemia you may have heard of that where the red cells are larger than normal and this easily gets stuck in the capillaries b9 is is um or folate is is abundant in fortified cereals dark leafy greens asparagus turnips beets beans beef liver if you like that i don't 
um, enriched white rice and <clears throat> avocados. Now, unfortunately, and this is critical, some of the enrichment is made with a synthetic form of folic acid, which is not the same. It's not a folate. And, and it cannot also be confused with folinic acid. That's a completely different uh, nutrient. The problem with the synthesized um, or synthetic folic acid is the body can't actually really absorb it properly and it can't process it properly. It can't get activated. And what's worse, it can compete with those receptors for the healthy methylfolate that the body actually needs. So you can end up with a relative deficiency of that. So the only form that you really wanna take and this is why it's important to look at those labels, is the methylfolate form. So what I do is I purchase a B-complex without folate and without B12. And so I su supplement those separately with a combination of methylfolate uh, and a methylcobalamin or B12 that I actually get from seekinhealth.com. There's going to be a link on my website. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, you can get it there at seekinghealth.com. All right, wrapping it up. Um, and it's a bummer. We can't talk about vitamin B6, but we'll do that another time. Everyone hears about B12 and probably randomly takes it. But herein lies the problem. You might already have enough of it and you're wasting your money with expensive urine, as I like to put it. Um, but you're not likely to get a toxicity, so there's not a problem there. But the question is, are you actually absorbing it? And is it actually entering the cell where it needs to be? Here again, it's why I do stress the need to measure your biomarkers on a regular basis and correlate your symptoms and with the deficiencies and the actions you're taking and the results that you get. And this is the only way we can optimize quickly. Um, Unless you're old school and you try something for six months at a time, wait 10 years before you figure it all out. I don't like that process. So B12, <clears throat> cobalamin. And remember the term, methylcobalamin, which is the active form. Remember these coenzymes need to be activated. It's responsible for maintaining your neurological function. It helps produce red blood cells. It helps converting protein and fat into energy. And it's helping in cell division and DNA synthesis and the whole methylation pathways. Um, it's the last of, no, it's the second to last water soluble vitamin. Choline is going to be the last one. Um, it contains, it's the only one that contains a metal and it contains cobalt as part of its complex. Um, it's also important, like folate, in regulating the levels of homocysteine and like folate. Um, high levels are correlated with a higher risk of heart disease. Again, remember those numbers. You want to be less than seven. Um, deficiencies, well, anemia, um, fatigue, weakness, constipation, and nerve problems like tingling in the hands and feet. Um, B12 is an unusual form of water-soluble vitamin because it can be stored in the liver. Not like the other ones. Great sources, fish, meat, poultry, eggs, dairy products, clams, beef liver, keeps on coming up a lot. And if you haven't noticed, because I missed it at first, only in animal products, animal foods, so plant sources. Um, plant sources like cereals 
as an example, must be fortified. But here's, here's the, the rub. If you can't absorb it, then you have a problem. So um, again, cobalamin on its own is not adequate. And the methylated form is the one you'll want to take as a supplement. But if you have a low acid and other digestive problems, your absorption of B12 is going to be compromised. And to avoid this, you can do a sublingual underneath the tongue lozenges of methylcobalamin. Uh, I like to take the, the combination methylcobalamin and methylfolate as a lozenge. But if you discover that you have high levels of methylcobalamin in the serum and low intracellular levels, you're still going to be deficient. You don't have enough in the cell. And this is a problem. And you can only find this out if you do your biomarkers. And you go to the right company because not every company does the intercellular uh, component. So in that case, there's two other ones, uh, hydroxo or adenocobalamin. But here again, I want to caution you. Don't start just taking these because of that because you might be perfectly fine with the methylcobalamin that you're getting. Worst case scenario, you take an injection and you can do that. Um, choline is the last one. Um, you know, it's easy to produce in the body. Um, it's important for the production of neurotransmitters like acetylcholine, uh, important in nerve, which is important in nerve conduction. Phospholipids, these are fats with the phosphorus on it. Uh, that's a major part of the membranes, cell membranes, and therefore the fluidity of your cell membranes. It's really important in lipid transport and therefore your fat metabolism, as well as the homocysteine, if we remember, higher levels, higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Sources, eggs, soybeans, chicken breast, shiitake, mushrooms, and potatoes. So real brief on vitamin C, I'm just gonna wrap it in there. We all are familiar with vitamin C, um, but it's an important antioxidant. And it means it fights free radicals and reduces what's called oxidative stress, helps the immune system, and helps fight infections. It's also important in producing and synthesizing collagen, uh, that which is the main <clears throat> um, uh, protein in uh, connective tissue and important wound healing. And an absence of which or deficiency of which will cause scurvy. And if you remember, the limes were called limes because with their serious deficiencies, it was treated with limes. And this was identified with the English Royal Navy several centuries ago. So finally, vitamin C is critically important um, for overall health, reduction in cardiovascular risk, cancer, supporting immunity, and we've seen high levels of vitamin C have helped with infections. But to note, you know, once you get infected, it doesn't necessarily impact you right away. And some people even wonder if it even does that. But again, more science, more insight, and we'll figure those things out later. Once again, thank you for listening to me today, The Doctor's Guide, part of the series of uh, Prescription for Your Transformation. I'm hoping that you're getting some great information. And keep on listening to me with more insights. And I'm going to share you a short plug for OWL. And just remember, use this referral code if you're going to sign up, which you, do sh which you should do, by the way. BR830375. That's BR830375. Write it down. Enjoy. See you next week.
Look, Google is smart, but owls are wiser. Instead of spending an hour sifting through ads and clickbait BS, get the answers you need from qualified experts immediately. What is owl? Think a best of edition of Google, Cameo, and Clubhouse, all rolled into one app. Owl is an app where you can get advice through secure, private, live voice calls tailored specifically to your questions, and all in real time. Need marketing or PR advice? Owlet. App or software development? Owlet. Healthcare, investing, social media, grant writing, education? Owlet. Coming soon. Owl, one on one with sports legends, singers, actors, celebrities, and more in real time. That's super exciting. Who? Owl. That's O W W L L. Two W's for twice as wise. Two L's because you'll really love it. Owl. Connect. Learn. Grow. Now available for Apple or Android. Download Owl today on the App Store on your device. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.